Welcome to the PWH podcast this week. I am here in studio with a very special guest who is my mother, Rebecca Bauer. And before we get started with her, we're going to start, we're going to talk about uh, her life, her walk with Jesus. I've learned obviously a ton from her. Um, I would not be the man I am today without my mom. Heck, I wouldn't have even been born without my mom. (laughs) So, um, Before we get started, I just want to remind you, you can follow us on YouTube at Pathway Home, TikTok Pathway Home, Instagram at PWH.TV. And every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, we have live services where we pray for you live. We've got live chat and we've got a service for you every week. It is church designed for your phone and uh, that you can find that at PWH.TV. TV. That is the URL, not the Instagram site, uh, TV. So let's jump into it today. I want to talk about spirit-filled living, how to live a life for Jesus, with Jesus, in friendship with the Holy Spirit. And there is almost nobody better in the world than that at that than my mother. She has taught me so much, obviously her and my dad, but my dad went home to be with the Lord a little over 17 years ago. And I've watched my mom um, over the last 17 and a half years walk closer and closer with Jesus, closer and closer with the Holy Spirit. And she has a tremendous testimony, a tremendous, uh, she's been a tremendous um, inspiration to me, a tremendous uh a teacher to me with just how she's lived her life with Jesus. And so there's a lot of things that you can benefit by just listening to anything my mom has to say. She's awesome. Rebecca Bauer, uh, please welcome her on with me. I know she can't hear you, but I'm sure you are wildly cheering (laughs) at home right now. You're probably fainting with anticipation (laughs) and looking for Kleenex to dab the tears away from your eyes. So please welcome with me, Rebecca Bauer. (sighs) I was going to say, okay, please put the Kleenex away. Um, I was going to, when you were saying, I've learned so much about the Lord, I was going to say, and I make a darn good meatloaf. (laughs) Yes, you do. So, um, you know, I, I loved raising my kids. I loved raising my kids to know the Lord. It's how I was raised. To know Jesus, to learn to walk with him, to learn to hear his voice. And it be, because my parents walked that road, I learned to walk that road. Because I walked that road, my son has learned to walk that road too. And, and I think that um, early on, my husband and I defined what we were seeking to do with our children was to sow an expectancy of hearing God's voice. And I think when you sow that expectancy, or if you're not raising children, if you just begin to expect that you are going to hear from God, you are going to start hearing from him. I think that often we hurry so fast through life that we don't stop to take the time it takes to build a relationship. We know Jesus as our Savior, we know him as Lord, we know him as God, but we don't know him as friend. And that is a relationship that takes time. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm chapter 25, verse 14, which says, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him and to them he will give revelation of his covenant. 
I love how it says it in the New Living Translation. It says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and to them he will give revelation of his covenant. So when you look in the Hebrew at what that actually means, because mm-hmm. one translation says secret, one translation says friendship, but at the end of the day it means this, those who share the intimate secrets that only friends share among themselves are reserved for those who have made time to make relationship with the Lord. And to them, he will give revelation, revelation of his covenant or revelation of his word. There are deeper things to know about Jesus. And you said it you know, really well just a second ago. Oh, Jesus is my shepherd. Jesus is my Lord. Mm-hmm. Jesus is my savior. But he's also a lot of other things. He's judge. He's the word of God. He's the lamb of God. And you can know him in all of those capacities. Mm-hmm. So the um, when you talk about friendship with God and that particular verse, I think people can get a little put off by the word for those who fear the Lord. Right. You know, that doesn't mean we come like quaking into his presence, but that we we stand in an appropriate awe of him, that we value the relationship in a way that we treat it with respect. And and that has to do with any relationship, you know, relating you know, to the youngest of my grandchildren, who's only one year old right now, it that you stop to listen to what they have to say, which isn't much at one year old. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie, but um, but that you you meet them where they are and you respect where they are, even when you're the older person and you're looking at the goo goo gaga of a one year old. It's still precious in your sight, and that's how we come to the Lord. We come as, in this case, the younger of the two parties in this friendship, he's obviously knows more, has more to impart, has more to teach us. There's just, there's so much more and there always will be. And, and yet when we come to that relationship and that meeting time with him with respect, that's the fear of the Lord. It's not that you have to live in, in fear that he's going to hammer you, but that, um, but that he wants this give-and-take relationship with you. And I think that um, when I look back on my childhood, the first time that I can identify, I accepted the Lord when I was seven. Um, I don't have a really clear memory of that moment, though I know my parents wrote it down. They talked to me. They prayed with me. Um but the first time I can identify of really feeling the presence of God, I was nine years old, and I was laying in bed one night, and the best I can describe it is if the warmest, fluffiest blanket just came and wrapped you up. Hmm. And I remember it was such a distinct experience that I talked to my parents about it, and they were like, that's the presence of the Lord. And once you've experienced it and you begin to know what this feels like, you actually start wanting more of it. And I've I found that uh, Kyle mentioned the home going of my husband quite some time ago now. And when you've – we were married for almost 30 years. And so when you walk a road with another person for that amount of time, the, their absence leaves a void and – we can fill voids in our lives with many things, and I sought to fill that void with Jesus and getting to know him better. 
And over the those years, I've learned to hear his voice better. I've learned to to follow him closer. And but it has taken time, and it's taken time to invest in that. I think there's a couple of things along the way that have been really helpful for me, and one of them is learning to be still in God's presence. And we live in a culture that does not know how to do that. We go, 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 go. We're constantly on call. We all have our phones in our hands. I've always kind of eye roll slash chuckled slash groaned when I see a group of people at a restaurant table and all no, no one's talking to each other, but they're all on their phones with other people who aren't there. Well, they probably are talking to each other. They're, pro- <laughs> they're all tweeting at each other. That, and it, it, but, it, but it's constantly coming at us. Yeah. And, um, and we don't know how to be still. And I've encouraged people to just turn your phone off. Don't just set it like next to you. That's not enough. At least put it in another room. But even better, turn it off so you know you're not going to hear anything from it. And it's set a timer. Five minutes. Five minutes. You cannot even believe how hard that first five minutes is. Because, it's true. And I can, I can say that because I've done it. The first time the Lord called me to turn off all the technology, and believe me when I say I am not any major techie. So I thought, oh, this isn't going to be that hard. How much am I actually involved in this? And... When I turned it off, I literally sat in my living room going, well, now what do I do? Um, <laughs> you become so dependent on those things. And, and it keeps you busy. It, you, yeah. Uh, um, there's always something else to check on. My Instagram, all, my, twi- my Hey, I want to uh, Google something. I want to find out this. When, what year was so-and-so born? You know, I'm watching a movie. Right. And I'm Googling How many stuff. likes did I get on Instagram today? I, did, I don't even watch a whole movie anymore. I sit there Googling the whole way through it. Wait, what about that person? Who's, what's his, what else has he been in? It, and, and it's like we are constantly bombarded with this other input that – I, it can be very helpful in our lives, but also very, very invasive and so distracting that we don't know how to be still. And um, I would highly, highly recommend um, a book I read by Charles Swindoll called Intimacy with the Almighty. And it's the first thing I think I really read that talked about how to do silence and solitude Mm. and the importance of it. It's a short book. It's only about 100 pages. But it was – it gave me a lot to think about. And the silence and solitude thing began to be a discipline that I enacted in my life that helped me begin to hear the Lord's voice at a deeper dimension. I can attest to that. Um, About, I want to say, three, three and a half years ago, the Lord uh, started taking me on a journey of the spiritual disciplines. And those disciplines, when you, when you hear what they are, it's fasting, silence, solitude, prayer, Bible reading, worship. It, it sounds in our go, go, go culture, in our cell phone, all in, in my hand, you know, 18 to 20 hours of the day, probably always sleeping with it too. Um, you don't know how to do that. And silence isn't just stopping talking. 
Mm-hmm. It's learning to quiet your mind, mm-hmm. to quiet your eyes. Your mind is the hardest one. And then people, do, you know, what the, one of the things that people like about their phone, they like about listening to the radio in the car or music in the car is they don't, they don't have to be alone with themselves because a lot of people who are listening to me, uh, to us right now probably have had this struggle of, I don't know that I even like myself. I don't like to be alone with myself because now I have to think about who I am. Who am I without my phone? Who am I without my job? Who am I without somebody next to me? And you may not even know that person, or you do know that person, you know that what that person has done and said and thought, and now you have to be alone with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard and for many people, a very scary thing. But I have learned what you said about solitude and silence. That is one of the classic spiritual disciplines that I have encountered God so many times in the solitude and silence, mm-hmm. learning to quiet my mouth, quiet my eyes, quiet my ears, quiet my mind, quiet my heart. And the Holy Spirit has met me there in my sin. He's met me in my frailty. He's met me in me uh, not liking myself. And he has begun to unravel myself mm-hmm unravel the things that I didn't even know were inside of me. Things like anger and fear and pride and undealt with sin. Uh, Things you didn't even know. I think you just said that. Things you don't even know are there. That's right. It's like the Lord is so faithful to just keep peeling back layers of our heart in mercy and kindness. When we think of him dealing with sin in our lives, that kind of goes along with fear of the Lord. It's like, whoa, I, I don't know if I want to encounter that, but he's kind and he's merciful. And if we open our hearts to him, he will begin to point things out. I, I remember once sitting in church and whoever was speaking was talking about forgiveness. And they were saying, you know, who comes to mind when I'm talking about, you know, who do you have in forgiveness? You know, who comes to mind? And I literally was sitting there and I, I thought, nobody immediately comes to mind which I was kind of pleased about. But then the Lord started saying, well, what about this and this and this? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Dang it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're never done. And he's never done helping us. And I think that's one of the things about that stillness before him. He can uncover and point out to us things we didn't even know were there. I remember uh, when, when Teresa and I lived in Dallas, um, I was having a real hard time. I was struggling with some stuff. I was just feeling in, uh, dissatisfied uh, within myself. And, and I just, I couldn't shake the feeling of st- I'm missing something. So I went, uh, at the time, the church had an enormous campus. So I went into this uh, prayer room that they had and I was all by myself. And, and, and I said, God, what's going on? And, and he didn't say anything, but I could feel it felt like his finger was on my heart and he was pushing and, and asking the question, what, what is it? What is it? What is it? It, without saying it, it's like I could sense it in my spirit. And finally I lifted my voice and I yelled at God and I said, do you want to know what it is? I'm afraid. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of not reaching my destiny. I'm afraid of failing you and failing my wife and failing my family and failing the church. And I'm, I went on like that for probably about four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. And, and when I, after about four or five minutes, when I finished, 
I sat down and I said, wow, I didn't know all that was in there. <laughs> and But the book of Romans says it is the kindness of God that yes. leads us to repentance. And we view that as only salvation. It's every day. It's every day. His kindness leads us. It starts pulling garbage out of our life that we didn't know was there. But if you're distracted 24-7 with a phone, with the next game, you're, I mean, you're sitting in the bathroom and it's game after game after game. I, <laughs> listen, I don't know if you do that, but... I, I don't, but I, I do I like do. Candy Crush. I do like Candy <laughs> I like Crush. like Gold Miner and Subway <laughs> Surfer, okay? Um, but, you know, it's, it's... And then when you do sit down to pray, you hear the phone. Bzz, yes. Bzz, and and then it's, oh my gosh I can't I can't I can't who, take it I've got to check it who right texted now. me who yeah. emailed me who just liked my new video who oh my gosh and it's constant nonstop right. and you never allow yourself to come to this place of valuing a relationship with God more than you value your phone or your TV or your computer or your job or whatever it else it is therefore you're never allowing the Lord to go any deeper than just the superficial oh I love God and He's my Savior. Right. And it never goes deeper than that. You know, it's been interesting to me coming out of 2020 last year, um, though I could still do my job. I teach and I could still do my job. It was from a distance, lots of online. You don't go as deep with the students. And every everybody was dealing with the strangeness of 2020 and lockdown. So when we got all back to actual class this year... Um, I asked all the students to just go around the room and share one hard thing about quarantine and one good thing. And I was interested in how many students said, I have never heard the voice of Jesus like I did hmm. during lockdown. And because it's like, you because, were quiet. Yes, because <laughs> it's like we got quiet enough for God to start talking. And it, that's, that's an amazing Thing. Now, we've talked about the silence and solitude thing, because, and I do think that is a learned – it is a learned skill. It is a discipline. And so when you start, I would personally highly recommend start if, – if five minutes is too long, do a minute. Yeah. And, and just sit in God's presence. But another thing I had read that was helpful to me in, in just communicating how to begin to hear God's voice is to read a scripture – Whatever that is. Now, if you're in some place like the middle of Leviticus, that may not be the best place to start yeah. in the moment. Start with Psalms. Start with the Gospels. And read it, read a passage and then sit in silence before the Lord and see if he says something to you. I'm going to say, he doesn't. Not every time. Not every time. And don't get nervous if, if you don't hear something today. Go again tomorrow. I had a lady come in my office once and say, you talk like you hear from God all the time. And I said, I, I, not to sound weird, but I feel like I do. Yeah. And she said, I've, I've never heard God. I, and I looked at her, I go, never? And she said, okay, once I heard from him, I said, what did he say? She told me, and I said, well, did you go do it? And she goes, No. And I said, well, why would he say anything again? If you're not going to do what he said, he's, he's waiting for you to meet him where he did speak to you, do what he said, and then let's move on. 
So when he does say something, respond. If he doesn't say something, don't worry. There's there's times I sit in silence with people and we're just together. And other times it's you can't shut us up. So, you know, it is a learned skill. And solitude is a learned skill, learning to contemplate on what the scripture said, learning to be still and let the Lord speak something to your heart. That's um, that's all part of the process, but it is learned. And so be patient with yourself on that road. Another thing that I think has really helped me is to learn to take an actual Sabbath. And for me, um, the Lord gave me one rule. Uh, you can take this rule if you want. I think it's a good one for our culture, but he may give you a different rule. So ask him. Um, but mine was all technology is turned off for 24 hours in a row. And um, for me, that primarily is my computer. I have a big family, so I do check my phone a couple times throughout the day um, to make sure there's not something happening somewhere with somebody. But other than that, everything is off for 24 hours. And I have found um, over time that that becomes the 24 hours that where not only do I hear from the Lord, but he gives me creative solutions for things I'm dealing with in my life at work, with my family, in a relationship. It, it, he gives me answers for things in that. I hear him more often in that 24-hour period than any other time of the week. You know, that's really interesting because we live in a, a culture with a, you know, kids who are 10, 11, 12, um, who are suffering with anxiety and depression mm -hmm. and suicidal thoughts, uh, not to mention people who are much older than 12 all throughout their teens and early adulthood. It, it is a, it is a spiritual plague on mm -hmm. our culture at this time that children are, are having suicidal thoughts and, and um, depression, anxiety and all these things. And I wonder if, the things that we're talking about, this constant go, this constant affirmation through social media, this constant uh, uh, technological culture that we live in isn't contributing to it and that we are becoming a very unbalanced people, mm -hmm. that we don't know ourselves. We're disconnected from the spiritual part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't know God's word. Even the Bible says that my people lack, uh, uh, perish for a lack mm -hmm. of knowledge. They don't know God. They don't know his word. They don't know how God created life to be lived. And they're doing their best with everything they see on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and they're, and they're trying to emulate it and they're trying to become a social media superstar and they're doing everything and they develop these ticks. They develop these, these, um, uh, uh, these complexes mm -hmm. in, because they've never learned to just, Hey, go out and play, right? Go be yourself. Hey, go take a nap, <laughs> go, go rest. Even adults need that. Sometimes I, I yeah. love me a good nap. I ain't going to lie, but, <laughs> but, there, but also in, in, in disconnecting from the spiritual part that you're more than your social media account, right. you are more than, than what people perceive you and you need to learn who you are. And if you will learn to be quiet and listen to Jesus, I listen, tell me one person in this world who doesn't, ha who hasn't gone through a bout of anxiety or depression. 
All of us have. I have learned to know the Holy Spirit as my friend. And when I have learned solitude and silence and learned to listen to his voice, quiet my mind and quiet everything, he has unraveled my emotions. The anger, the sadness, the anxiety Mm -hmm. or the depression that I'm feeling, he has unraveled me and made me a whole person again. God really is, one of the names for the Holy Spirit is the wonderful counselor. Right. He's a psychiatrist. He made (laughs) us. He knows how to unravel the big ball of emotions that we are. I'm going to pitch a whole other thing out here. Do it. Too. Okay. Um, I think along with, we've talked a lot about the social media stuff, but along with it is that people have learned to relate to each other without actually being together. Yes. And I th- I think there's something about people need people. I mean, that was a famous song at some point, but I don't think they were talking about the people of God. But people need people. We need to be together. We were made to be social, made to be together. And um, we were talking about this last night, that just like a body physically when it's injured in some way, it's created to heal itself, that within our own bodies together, there's, there's what we need, blood, air, uh, I'm no scientist or medical person, but uh, antibodies to, to heal, our bodies heal themselves. I think it's true with the body of Christ, too, that when we gather together as a group in church we hear the word together. We worship the Lord together. As wonderful as reading the word and worshiping alone just in front of the Lord is, and it is, there's another whole level being together and doing those same activities. And I think the body of Christ was meant to heal itself as well, and that just the impact of us being together brings healing to parts of our soul. I remember... Uh, when my husband and I were pastoring, that he said in a service one day, he said, I'm, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but there are people in this room that live by themselves, and the only hug or the only greeting they get, the only handshake all week long is when they come to church, mm. the only physical touch. Why? And that we we do ourselves a disservice to not gather with the body of Christ. Now, I know we're still in some crazy masks, vaccine, six feet apart, social distancing, bad phrase, physical distancing, yes, social distancing, mm-hmm. yeah. no. Um, but, and I know there are people who need to be careful. I know, I know all that. But there's still ways to gather together. There's still ways, even if it's a Zoom call, it's still a face-to-face versus, you know, I watched your video, yeah. you know. Um, but I would encourage everybody that as soon as you possibly can, get back in church, be with the body. There is healing that flows within the body of Christ. And the same with our kids. You mentioned young kids feeling anxiety. What a crazy world we've been had these kids in for the last year and a half, um, they need to be in church too. Most and definitely. And uh, I've watched with some of my grandkids, the, the, some of them have had a few struggles 
with not being able to go to school and see friends, not be able to talk to their peers. And so I, I think last year took a toll on everybody, but, but the, it did, at least for me, it did give me a huge season of silence and solitude with the Lord, which was very good. I did miss my family. And this week I'm here with you guys, and I'm happy about that. But um, but I think making sure that we retain the things we we have learned from this last season, but then get back to the things that were also taken. We need each other. You know, we've we've started uh, our pathway home online church. Mm-hmm. Uh, pwh.tv is where you're going to find us every Tuesday night. And I know that it is a a service where, uh, at least at this moment, we're not face-to-face. There is interaction, live interaction, as we Mm -hmm. chat and we can pray for you and all of that stuff. But as we move forward, if you are not connected with a church, but you're connected with our PWH community, um, I want to encourage you, find a church near you, but it's not going to be too long before PWH starts doing live Zoom calls, and we want to start gathering people around you physically as well as on Zoom to begin to expand mm-hmm. what Jesus is doing, because online is a great thing. It is a great tool for evangelism, but it is not the all in all. Were you going to say I, something? I, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I was ag- nodding and agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, I, I think there, there is, I've been very thankful this last year for the technological connections we've been able to retain. Um, I was kind of chuckling one day that, um, my daughter was going to bring me some food, but we were all still literally on, uh, quarantine where we weren't even supposed to be out driving about. And so she left a meal on the porch for me. And left, and then I went out and got it. So we didn't actually even see each other. And it made me think of like Little House on the Prairie episodes when they had a plague or something, and nobody, (laughs) everybody just went home and stayed there and had no news how anyone's doing. There was no connection with anybody else. And I have been so thankful for the connections that technology allowed us. and new new open doors of outreach and evangelism and and stuff that went on last year that developed through that too. There's some good things that came out of last year. Yeah. But again, I you know, I I'm always struck by Hebrews 10:25. Don't forsake gathering yourselves together and all the more. I I think that all the more always gets me. Um as you see the day approaching, the day of Christ's return. And as we look at the world around us and the and the things that are going on, we can't help but look at it and say, Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. Jesus is coming soon. That is a that. great hope. And but it says gathering yourselves together when you see that drawing nearer is mm-hmm. an important thing. And I think we need to pay heed to that. I think part of that is because when we're you know, it's the book of Ecclesiastes says that a that a threefold or a three stranded mm-hmm. cord is not quickly broken, but it is broken easily when it's just one strand all by itself. Mm-hmm. That's easier to break, and and I've seen lots of people start compromising their faith over the last year. I've start I've seen people walk away from the Lord this last year, and you wonder how much of that is because we're not gathering. 
And it's because we strengthen each other in our faith. When one mm-hmm. person is weak, another person is strong. When somebody do, uh, knows what you're going through, they can pray for you and they can come alongside you and buoy you and support you. Um, but when we just say, well, I can, I can live my entire life on, on my telephone, on my cell phone. I guess they don't really say telephone anymore. <laughs> I can live all my life on my cell phone. And I can do church there. I can do relationship there. You can to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but you need people. And, you know, mom, we're, we're getting ready to kind of uh, land this airplane here. But it keeps coming back to my mind that there are people who are listening who have had a rough 2020 and a mm-hmm. rough 2021 uh, thus far. And they've battled with depression and anxiety, possibly even suicidal thoughts. And because of the lack of interaction or the lack of connection or the lack of socialization, and it's only been technological, things have been hard. Maybe they've turned to alcohol. Maybe they've turned to, uh, I I don't know, maybe they've binged. It's just binge um, on whatever your addiction is. Your Netflix can be a, an addiction by the way. Um, But I believe God wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to meet you with the people of God. He wants to meet you in your solitude and silence. And mom, I'm going to ask you that you just minister to anybody who's listening right now, minister to their heart right now. What is Jesus? What does Jesus want to do in them in this moment? Um, I'm reminded I, I have a friend that I've from the, my past that I've reconnected with during 2020 because her husband passed away um, from COVID. And be, though our though our history goes back a long way, we haven't been in contact recently. And she was sharing with me this week, we've, we've talked a lot in the last few months. Um, she was sharing with me this week that she, she was so struggling, depressed, and remembered that she has a friend who's who's a counselor mm-hmm. and called them helped they helped her walk through some stuff it was really helpful i think there is a point that if you are struggling with um with suicidal thoughts with severe depression and you need some professional help do not hesitate to go get it there is never any shame in that yeah. everybody needs that kind of help at some point in their lives. Yes, um, I will say after my husband passed, I it was a long journey, but I saw a counselor for a long time, and so I uh, there's no shame in in doing that when you need it. But as Kyle said, also um, the Holy Spirit is the wonderful counselor, and He is also there to meet you. And I would encourage you to set that time aside to begin to um, hear him, hear his voice. He loves you. He loves you. And and I, I don't even know, it, it kind of goes back to that first time I said I encountered the Lord's presence of just feeling wrapped in his presence. He wants to do that for you. And so... I think um, 2020 and 2021 have been very challenging years. Get connected, be still in the Lord's presence, 
get help where you need it. And I'd like to pray. Go for it. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight, and I ask, Lord, I lift each person who's listening before you, and I ask that you would meet them where they are, that you would give them wisdom to know what they need to do and how they need to process that so that they can get the help they need. But more than that, I ask that you would, just like you did with me, wrap them in a wrap them in your presence, Lord, that just like your word says, still my soul like a newborn child with its mother, Lord, that you would wrap them up and hold them close and still their soul, meet them where they are, and cause them to hear your voice at a, a dimension they've never heard it before. Calm fear, ease depression, soften anger, and cause faith and hope to arise in the hearts of your people. And for anyone who's listening who may not have ever met Jesus, he is standing there reaching out to you. He is the answer, and he is the only answer. And so if you have never turned your life over to the Lord, you can do it as simple as just inviting him in right here, right now. And so, Lord, I ask that you meet each person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you are not connected with any church, uh, you can visit us at pwh.tv. And on our webpage, there is a phone number that you can text. Just text family to the number down there. It's super easy. And that will get you on a text list that will continue to give you updates and connection points that if you don't have a church right now, then make Pathway Home your church. I want to be your pastor. And and we've only just started for less than two months at, at the time of this recording, which it's what, May 25th, 2021 as, <laughs> at this moment. But um, there's going to be more things that we are going to be rolling out and developing, which will bring us into more contact and more connection. But a place to start is to become part of the PWH community. Again, go to pwh.tv. You'll see a number on the homepage there. Text us. Text the word family to the number there, and you can uh, become part of more connected with us. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. Mom, thanks for being here. You're very welcome. And actually, I think in the next uh, weeks, I think Brian is going to be with on with us. For my, Brian is my brother who pastors a church down in San Diego, and he's going to be with us for, I think, a couple weeks uh, on, on the podcast. And so my brother is a brilliant guy. He's a wonderful pastor. You're going to be very blessed by listening to the things that he has to say. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you next week.